all the notes we have gathered here on our list, on our script, if we do talk about all of them, it is going to be a long, long episode. So uh, stay tuned. Not really. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff here. There's a lot of stuff, but... We're not going to go elaborate everything. I mean, you put like 700 stats for the National Predators, but... Okay, <laughs> dude, that's not going to take me long to say, though. I'm basically reading what I wrote. Anyways, end-to-end, -end, episode 8. TV Joe and Flags. What's going on, boys? Not too much. Not much. Pretty, Pretty happy Babcock's fire. <laughs> yeah, we, <laughs> we're fucking interrupting each other like crazy, man. Okay, great cup this weekend, though. Big... Big weekend. No one cares about the CFL. Dude, no the one CFL gives a is, shit is about good, the CFL. Man. It's good. No, no one cares. In. I'm Canadian. I don't give a shit about the CFL. No one cares about the CFL. I don't care that the Great Cups this weekend, to be honest. I'm going to be watching NFL instead. Okay. <laughs> Boomer. <laughs> I'm just speaking the truth. Like, honestly. Yeah, I can't yeah. name... Can you name one player? Two two players in the... Right now, Joe? Brandon yeah. Banks and Cole Evans. Well, shit, you just proved me wrong. I can't name anyone in the CFL right now. Yeah, get out of here. Whatever. I'm, I'm here to talk hockey today, okay? Not okay, football. yeah. yeah That's what our podcast hockey. is for. Yeah. So, I guess we'll start <laughs> off with the biggest news of the week. Uh, yeah, headlining news everywhere. I mean, this guy's been under the spotlight for a few games now, a few months now. Flager, I guess, you gotta, you gotta say it. You're a Leafs fan, so... So are you, but um, I'm sure you're happy about this news that Mike Babcock has been fired by the management staff of the Toronto Maple Leaf. Sheldon Chief Keith <laughs> is now taking over as the 31st head coach of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Joe, you're probably pretty happy about this too, even though you're a Habs fan, because you predicted this last week on uh, episode 7 of I did. Uh, I didn't think it was going to happen that quickly, though. Like, I predicted it. I said by Christmas he wouldn't be there, but I didn't think it was going to happen, like, less than a week after I said it. But yeah, the writing was on the wall with this guy. I mean, he's honestly overrated as hell. I already, you guys know my opinion yes, on that. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, you always yeah. say how he always has good teams. Yes, he does. You can't even and tell me he doesn't. I'm not, no, I'm not denying that. And if you look at the Leafs roster, like they have a very talented roster and he didn't do shit with them. Never got exactly. them past the first round. Yeah. I would have fired him in the summer. I've probably said this before on the podcast. I would have fired him in the series last year. Made some questionable coaching calls. We've talked about it in the past, I'm sure. Yeah, I don't know Marlo, into, we into detail. What? <laughs> Said Patty Marlowe, you know, I thought he should be out there. I trusted <laughs> yeah, Mike Babcock. I Even keep did you see him? Okay, bud, got fired a day later. Did you see uh, during the Golden Knights game this week? He's playing the fourth line when they're trailing. Like, no, 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 no. no. So, so they so they scored. Spetsa scored, and then he throws out the fourth line. Then Vegas scored right after that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's. Wow. What I'm saying is, what the hell are you doing? Yeah, that's so like it's dumb. And it was just it's... like. I'm gonna go. I was just talking about it about the Bruins series last year in the playoffs. Same situation, or not the same situation, but um, sorry, I'm getting a call here from my mother. <laughs> I'm gonna pick it up, okay? <laughs> okay. Sorry. So going back to Babcock. So yeah, so he had two years. I think I think two or three years left on his deal, and the Leafs have to basically pay him that, unless he um, signs with another team. <laughs> where either the other team has to pay the whole contract or the Leafs can kind of pay half of it and then shift the rest to the other team if he does 
uh, coach again this year. Yeah, I, I ain't I ain't worried about that. I mean, the Leafs have the money, so I yeah, care. for sure. <laughs> like they their payrolls are disgusting, and you mentioned that before. Like with Keith coming up and his record being so good, uh, the Marlies payroll is really high. It's the highest in the AHL, I believe. So that kind of boosted his stats a bit. Some fans have said that, and I know you're one of them, Joe. Yeah, but I think he's a good coach. But like his win loss record is definitely like inflated. Yeah, yeah obviously. Yep. He's a good then, coach. I, I think he's going to step in very nicely with the Leafs. I mean, it's it's one game versus Arizona, and Arizona didn't even show up really until the last minute until they scored that goal, yep. which uh, boasted Freddie's shutout. But I think he's a good coach. I think he's going to step in here well. He's taught a lot of the guys on his team, coached a lot of these guys. So I think he's going to step in very well and coach his team hopefully to victory and past the first damn round. Mm-hmm. And he's. I think he's the second youngest coach in the NHL as well. Yeah, I think Colton's is still the youngest. Yeah, in, uh, <laughs> that guy was like a baby getting hired. He's Thirty, like three or something. Yeah, <laughs> and then we have young GMs okay. John Chica, Kyle Dubis. So, a young trend in the NHL, and Sheldon keeps one. I think he's like thirty-seven or thirty-six, something really? like that. Yeah, I don't think he's forty yet. No, but yeah. I think it's a good hiring for the Leafs. It was the, well, maybe not the right time, but yeah, right time probably to do it. <laughs> Could have waited after the road trip. Yeah. Mid or road even after that Pittsburgh debacle last Saturday yeah. night. I think that's enough for Chief Keefe talk. Yeah. Let's shift over to my Habs who got destroyed with injuries. <laughs> yeah. Two surgeries to, well, one important player. Duran <laughs> and Paul Byron. Duran's out at least two months after having wrist surgery, and Byron is out a month after surgery on his knee, I believe. He's out a month. So those are two losses to the top nine, and they've struggled since losing those guys. They've yep, gone I would know because I picked them out of the buds. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, that I knew that game was over as soon as overtime started. Anyways. Those are two big losses for the Habs, so we'll see what they do now. They play the Rangers tonight at home. They have a five-game homestand, which started on Wednesday, so we'll see how they bounce back after losing versus Ottawa on Wednesday night. Yeah, Brady Kachuk in overtime. That was a pretty nasty move. Uh, yeah, big, two big injuries for the Habs, but another uh, news that happened in the NHL. I predicted this one earlier, too. I think I'm pretty sure it was in episode five. I said that Mackenzie Blackwood would be the starter for the New Jersey Devils. And he is because Corey Schneider has been sent down finally to the AHL. Louis Domingue comes up. So, Thank God. Yeah. The, we, do not, we do not have to see Corey Schneider. Just keep letting in goals. So I feel like I have pressure on because now I need to predict something. <laughs> Both of you guys sure? predict. Well, I mean, the Red Wing forward, the one thing that I, I said back when we were talking about fantasy hockey, I said that. Red Wings uh, top six are going to be hidden fantasy gems, and they have been. They've been doing yep. pretty well. Bill Narkin probably has to do more, but yeah. he'll probably get going. So Anthony Mantha's been doing very well, though. Yeah, I would. We would know that. Yeah, we get talked about every day. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, he's like yep. McJesus over there. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. we at least we finally got the Schneider cut, man. That's all I'm happy about. <laughs> the Schneider. Yeah. Cut. So wait, how does this affect? Does this affect their cap space at all? Like, do they still have to? Is Schneider still on the payroll? No, he is, right? I don't think so. He's not when he's in the AHL. No, I don't really they know just how have that to. Works. 
they just have to like so basically it comes off the books and of their NHL roster, but they still have to pay it when he's playing in the AHL. Yeah, but it's not like he's on their No. Like he's not taking up cap is what I'm saying. No, because like say like the Leafs send down like to clear up like nine hundred K, they'll send down like Spezza. So like that's like seven hundred K that goes down, right? Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's good that they're technically about time. Yeah. Alright, so I don't know about you guys, but fighting's kind of been slowly disappearing from the NHL. And I kind of want to transition into these kind of topics right now. Um, Garnet Hathaway was suspended three games for spitting on Erica Branson of the Ducks in a mini- miniature scrum. And you cannot spit on any player in any sport. Like last week, we saw Miles Garrett hit someone in the head with a, a helmet. And now we're seeing a guy spit on someone. So I, I, I never recalled seeing something like this. I've never watched something like this. I was watching the game. That's pretty stupid on Garnet Hathaway. He isn't very smart, but he got three games for that. And then last Saturday night, we saw Flames-Coyotes brawl. That was crazy. That was, that was crazy. Was crazy. That was crazy. <laughs> like, Kemper came in. Goudreau started all. He cross-checked the mirrors right in the back. And I wouldn't say, like, Goudreau turtled or anything, but... He tried to avoid all the situation, all the fights after that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Matthew right. Kachuk is just a little, like, he's a little, little shit. shit. Like, yeah. he starts everything. Kemper came after him. He tackled him. He and Giordano came in great. again. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty It was pretty entertaining to watch. Yeah, man. that was blessed. Anyways, um, I want to talk about the, the Hathaway suspension because I think if you spit in someone's face... You should get fined for that. I don't think three games is enough. Like, I think I'd give him five games, I think, and fine him. Like, a couple tens of thousands of dollars because that's that's not – like, yeah. what the hell are you thinking? It's disrespectful. <laughs> like, he spat on air. Like, you're, you're a goddamn fourth liner. Like, who are you spitting at? A, yeah. a third-pairing defenseman. Like, who are you? Like, it's just a cop-out for not punching him because you can't because the ref has you, like, you're both your hands tied up. And he just, that was the first thing he did. And he spat on him. And he does get fined. He does get a, a certain amount of salary cut from his actual salary in the NHL. So I think he's making, like, a million or something. And I think some of that will go to the suspension in these three games. So he won't get paid for the missing these three games. So, I mean, if that really helps out for like his point. Yeah, I guess. But, like... I don't know. I think, yeah, I guess that, that does cover my concern, I guess. <laughs> Spitting, though, that's pretty disgusting, too. It's not just disrespectful. Like, that's Yeah, like, it, it's so stupid. Like, I hate, like, if someone to do that, like, I would go ballistic. Okay, so I have a question for you guys. Brian Marchand a few years ago licked. What would you rather, a lick or spit? Definitely a lick. Yeah, I'd, I'd rather get licked too. <laughs> Not that I want at any least, of them, but at least that's kind of humorous. At yeah, the end of the day. you know what the I mean. Spit like, is just back, downright like, disrespectful. Yeah, exactly, and disgusting. And like, yeah. I mean, licking, getting licked would be disgusting too. Like, at least looking back on it, it's like, okay, like that was kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Whatever. Okay, I was just gonna mention. Uh, so last Saturday night, Matt Calvert got injured. By blocking a, a Pedersen shot, like basically a foot in front of his face, because he oh, went yeah. down to block and he t- 
toe, like he toe dragged and just ripped it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the play continued on, and the refs didn't blow it down, and he was clearly not getting up. And then the Canucks scored, and the Avalanche bench and players like went ballistic with how it wasn't blown down. He was bleeding. They had to get the trainers out. He left the game. I and then on Wednesday night, uh, in the Montreal Ottawa game. Uh, Kale Fleury, of the defenseman for Montreal, decked Nemestikov, who went airborne, but his back slammed into the boards. Yeah. And after a few seconds, Montreal was just hurt, like they regrouped and went on the attack, but they blew it dead, mm-hmm. which is I thought was a good thing because he wasn't getting up either. And I know the rule is like you have to have possession for them to blow it down. But like they got the like refereeing the officiating got ripped for not blowing it down on Saturday, and it was just good to see that they they've kind of fixed that on Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, that was horrible. And then they scored. I was so yeah, the Canucks scored, yeah, that that's man. brutal. They didn't end up winning the game on play. Like I'm pretty sure that game went into overtime or something. Anyways, yeah. yeah. Um, and I think the Avalanche won that game. Correct? Yeah, McKinnon. Yeah, McKinnon <laughs> took him to himself. Um, so it didn't. Good. Like, really, it didn't matter that much at the end of the day. But when a guy is bleeding from his face for a good 30 seconds on the ice and you let the play go, like, he's not I don't moving. know. I would blow it down. Yeah, he wasn't moving at all. You're right. He was just like a dead fish, just like lying there. Like, it's different. It's different, I think, if he blocked a shot and, like, his leg was broken. He's, you know what I mean? Like, this was yeah. a head injury. It was an upper body injury. Like, that's pretty serious. Yeah. Totally not that agree. a broke. I'm not saying that a broken leg isn't serious, but like it's completely different. Yeah, when you're totally getting, agree. When you're bleeding from your face. So. Eric Johnson basically quoted myself. He said some things after the game. I thought we're, I agree with him. He said that the refing was a joke, and when a guy's lying down on the ice, you got to blow the whistle. Like in soccer, when someone goes down, the other team passes the ball just out of respect. So this game stops, and they get the ball at the end of the at the end of the play when the guy gets up. So. I mean, Pedersen even said sorry. Like, he went to him and patted him and said sorry. And then the play kept going on. Yeah. Yeah. I actually saw... He was concerned, Pedersen. He was kind of, like, looking around for the play to be called dead. Yeah. Like, a bunch of Canucks players were just kind of standing there like, are the refs going to blow the whistle (laughs) or should we just keep playing? Then they ended up playing. Um, But honestly, being a ref in that situation would be hard, too, because what do you... You don't know... Like, at the time, you don't know what... Calvert's injury is mm-hmm. you know what I mean like maybe you see blood on the ice but you don't know how serious it is like and the rule is that his team would have to have possession in order for them to blow it dead so mm-hmm. technically what they did in that situation was the right call but I don't know like player safety should like review that kind of and maybe make the rules a little bit more clear and and safer I guess at the end of the yeah. day also, like, he was in the middle of, the like, the zone. Like, there was just players skating right around him. Passes going by him. Yeah, that's true. Like, it was just so, like, dumb. Like, he was just literally in the middle of the of the zone. But for, like, and then the the Nemestikov won. Like, he got decked in the offensive zone. Did not, Montreal got the puck. They went up. So, there was no, there was no like, scoring threat. You know what I mean? And, but, and yeah. they still blew it dead, which was the right call. Yep. Agree. Um, I guess we're speaking about injuries. Let's keep going on that subject. We'll get to that one for later. Don't worry. Um, Sammy Blay is going to be out for 10 weeks with a wrist 
with, with wrist surgery. He got a wrist injury against the Lightning, I think, on Wednesday or Thursday night. And he'll be out for 10 weeks. So, Steen, Tarasenko, and Blay, all three guys were really important to that Blues Cup run last spring. And they're all injured for multiple, multiple weeks. So, that's not good for the St. Louis Blues. And then with Tampa Bay, the team they played, Braden Shen hit Kucherov. He'll be out, I don't know how long. They haven't confirmed that yet. And I think he's Steven Stamkos. Right pardon? He's day-to-day right now, I think. Yep. Uh, hopefully it's not a long time because I want to see that guy play. And Steven Stamkos, their captain, is also injured. So, pose the question, how does Tampa Bay manage this with their two best players injured now? Braden Point's got to step up big time. Got paid, and he, I know he got injured to start the year. Came back, he was hot for a few games, and he really cooled off. He scored the other night, but he's got to like step up like how he put up over 90 points last year. So, Look for him, Andre Palat, Tyler Johnson. They got some guys up and down that lineup that could kind of contribute, and they need to get more out of Sergeyev, man. He just scored his first goal of the season the other night, and he's he's going to mm-hmm. be looking for a contract, too, after this season. Mm-hmm. So if they can get contributions from their other guys, then, then Tampa should be fine because they are scuffling like the Leafs and whatever, to start the season. Like, those two are supposed to be top two in the Atlantic, and both are, like, fifth or sixth or fourth and fifth in a division right now. Yep. So Tampa's actually second last in the Atlantic right yeah, now. Yeah, so it's not – but they played the least amount of games, so. Yeah, they have 19 games played, and yeah. that's the least amount of games in the NHL, I think. I think so, yeah. Because <laughs> they were in Sweden, remember that? So yep. they had, like, a week off in between – um, their travel time or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah I don't know, man. Like Tampa, Tampa could miss the playoffs. I don't know. I, th- I, I don't think it's gonna happen. They're gonna turn. It I don't around. think. Yeah, I don't think it's gonna happen, but they could. It's possible. The, the thing I don't know is if how many teams are gonna come out of the Metro because I can guarantee at least four are coming out of the Atlantic. At least. Yeah. Boston, I assume Tampa, Toronto, maybe even Florida or Montreal. Montreal yeah. And then. In the Metro, you obviously only have three guaranteed. So I would say Washington, the Islanders are guaranteed, and uh, Pittsburgh or Philly or Carolina. Like, all those guys are all in the mix, too. So yeah, it's close, man. The East yeah, is it's close. really close. <laughs> Tight race. And most of these teams have their biggest stars injured with, uh, again, we just mentioned Kucherov, Stamkos, Crosby for the Penguins, Marner for the Leafs. Like, it's tough with injuries right now, but I think teams will get through it. Boston has not suffered an injury yet, and I don't yeah. hope they do. But like when they do, wow, it's it's like. Well, Crew got hurt for a week or two, no? Yeah, but I'm He's talking about hurt, their yeah. first line. Like I know well, Bergeron Krug was is important though. Crew's yeah, no, he is. But He's I'm just very, saying. Yeah. I'm just saying, like they're... that first line, like no one's got hurt. <sighs> I just yeah. I hate the day when that line gets disassembled like that. But yeah, we'll see. Injuries has been. A kind of a trend this whole season, and uh, hopefully these players can get back and healthy because obviously we all want to see them play. Mm-hmm. Do we want to talk about Don Cherry and his yeah? Let's go right plans in. quickly. Yeah. Yeah. So sure. Don Cherry is looking like he's going to continue his career in sports media, and uh, <laughs> I believe that Joe Thomas and I have convinced him to get into the podcasting side <laughs> of things. He started up. <laughs> Started up a new podcast called Don Cherry's Grapevine Podcast earlier this week. And on his first episode, he opened up about his firing from... That was kind of interesting. I don't know if you guys listened to it at all. Um, 
he basically just he sticks by what he said, uh, but he respects their decision. He's going to be releasing episodes every Tuesday during the hockey season, which is good news for our listeners because that won't clash with our <laughs> Saturday releases. Yeah, I, I think this is an okay idea for Don Cherry. I'm, I don't know if it was his idea, but... I don't think maybe. it was, to be honest. I think it was yeah. more of his son's idea because I know his son is his co-host on that show. Yeah. Um, and I, I think like Cherry's not done. Like He wanted to stay in the, in the media... Mm-hmm. side of hockey i guess mm-hmm. so i think he kind of liked the idea so he went through with it i don't know if you listened to it at all or if I any know. of our listeners listened to that podcast at all i'm not gonna lie i did not think it was great <laughs> then again it was his first episode or 85 whatever he is i mean it's not gonna, yeah. it's not gonna be a quality podcast <laughs> no it, it wasn't very good i'm not gonna lie but like, like was probably... he the same cherry or like no that's the thing because no, I don't know. He wasn't really the same. He wasn't it was just, same. it was different. On Hockey Night in Canada, he was very like, outspoken. this is what I want to talk about. Yeah, outspoken, like, no holding back kind of thing. But it almost seemed like he was more cautious on that podcast episode. Anyway, All we've right. talked a lot about Cherry the last two weeks, so let's move on here. <laughs> yeah, um, you guys want to get into the news or the awards or just there's two more things we could talk about. But yeah. there's also two things we could talk about later in the episode. With I want to talk about uh, Morgan Frost right now, quickly. Okay. Of the Philadelphia Flyers. He played his first two NHL games this week, and he scored in his debut on, I think it was Tuesday or Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. He already has three points right now in two games, two goals and an assist, and I believe one of those goals was shorthanded, and it was a pretty nice one, too. Um. I was actually I was thinking of giving him a hard hat this week, uh, but before we get into those awards, I just wanted to mention that quickly because he had a, a pretty impressive first two games in the in the league. Yeah, and I know why you wrote that down. Uh, you picked him up in fantasy. I saw that. Don't think I you saw that. that. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. saw that. <laughs> hey, I mean, he's playing on the first line. I think right now, like I think he just got bumped up to the first line. At least according to DailyFaceOff.com, he is. I don't know how true that website is, but yeah, it looks like he's playing beside Konechny and Drew, and I have Konechny in fantasy too. So, anyways, right. let's get into hard hat. Yeah, let's get right into it. Um, does anyone in particular want to start or TV? TV. All right. You always start, guess, Thomas. You have to. I guess I'll start with uh, my hard hat of the week. Jay Gensel of the Pittsburgh Penguins. He recorded three goals and three assists. Two power play goals. Two one power play assist one game-winning goal, and 12 shots on goal. So Jake Gensel is clearly stepping up uh, with the offense while Sidney Crosby's out. His line mates, Geno Malkin and Brian Rust, have been absolutely on a heater as well. So this whole line's contributing. The whole Pittsburgh offense is contributing in the last couple in the last week with Sidney Crosby down with injury. Jake Gensel has to get right back to his 40-goal form, which he scored last year. So he's on that track to get that this year. And he's definitely been stepping up with Crosby out of lineup. So my Hard Hat Award winner of the week is Jake Ensel. It's funny that you mentioned Malkin. This is a bit off topic, but I was watching a YouTube video of uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins. They put like a holiday video together. Oh, did they? It, it's it already was, out? No, no. This was like an old one. This oh, isn't their new okay, one. Okay, okay. Yeah. These but do you remember the Home Alone skit yeah, that they did? Are, yeah. And Gino Malkin, he's like looking through the window. <laughs> yeah, he's Marv. It's, I can't even. Yeah, he's Marv. It was, it's fun. Like, I can't even explain it. You just have to go watch it. It's yeah, it's funny. It's funny. 
I'm looking forward to all the team's holiday videos, though, that are going to be coming out soon. Yeah. Anyways, let's move on. I'll go announce my hard hat of the week. Uh, this is actually going to someone that I don't think we've really talked about him much on this podcast yet this season. Jamie Ben is getting my hard hat this week. He has four goals, two assists, and three games this past week. In all three of those games, he scored the game-winning goals, which is pretty impressive. And he's also went 75% on faceoffs. With a plus five rating, he's been a huge part of the Stars' recent success. Uh, I am just trying to find my notes here quickly. I believe they're third right now in the Central Division, and man, like the Stars are looking really freaking good. They're on a five-game win streak. They're yep. heading to, uh, or no, they're playing against Chicago at home tonight. I'm actually going to be picking that game in uh, Battle of the Buds. Spoiler alert! But they're <laughs> looking to keep things going they started the season freaking shit like they were not looking good at all they were one and eight in the first nine games Uh, on their last 10 games though recently they're nine and one and they're currently in a playoff spot so they're looking solid right now and jamie ben has been a huge part of that success yeah honestly we could have given given jamie ben a plunger this year but i don't know how we avoided that and now he's got a hard hat so yeah, Dallas has been on an absolute heater. They're nine and one in the last ten. Like, yeah, so man. good. They they just they really it turned things around. Yeah. Well, your your pick, uh, Joe, is his team's also on a heater. My pick is yeah. on the biggest heater in Islanders yeah. history, <laughs> as they are fifteen zero and one in their last sixteen games, and that's Brock Nelson, winger for the Islanders. He has four goals, three assists in the last three games. One power play goal, one power play assist, and two game-winning goals, both in overtime against the Penguins. And to add salt to the wound, <laughs> I left this guy on my fantasy bench on Thursday night where he got 9.7 points, and I'm down by 20. So what you're saying is it would have helped you in the long run. 100%. Right now, I'm dead in the water. If I, if I get back, man. that's just horrible management. I didn't think he was going to go off again. Like, the guy's nope. like an okay player. Yeah, yeah, that's, uh, that's tough. But he's also, he's really, he's doing really good this season. He is very good this season. And he's going to, I'm going to start him every damn game now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now you have to. Yeah, let's go to the plungers. Look, that to- toilet. Yeah. <laughs> that's how I felt like when I saw that final score. <laughs> okay let's get past that uh that toilet <laughs> i love that part of the week yeah it's always good it's always a good time in this episode because it kind of motivates players to get going and last week it did its magic not for pk subin though flagers nope uh darnell nurse that that game that night he recorded two assists i believe and yep. then tyson berry obviously scored scored uh thursday night so that was joe's pick last week but my pick, I'm hoping he really gets out of the slump. He's one of my favorite players to watch. It's Johnny Goudreau of the Calgary Flames. I think Joe should really go after this one because his pick is kind of involving the whole Flames team. And Johnny Goudreau is a part of that offense that hasn't been performing. He has recorded no points in the last week. And Flager's favorite stat, he is a minus nine in the last <sighs> week. Not the whole season, week. He was a minus five versus the Vegas Golden Knights, which they got pummeled on Sunday night. 
he has to be a really big part of this team because if he's not, then this offense isn't going. Matthew Kachuk has been stepping up, but this whole Flames team has been in a slump the past, I would say, like three to three to two weeks. And it's not to say Johnny Gaudreau is not getting the ice time and not getting the power play minutes. He is, and he's just not producing at all. He only has five goals this year. I am, uh, I am certain last year at this point he had like 10-plus goals already. So he's downgraded a lot through last year. He needs to really step up, and this, this award works magic, so hopefully it does for Johnny Gaudreau. Yeah, I'll just go next because my pick is involves, like Thomas said, Goudreau. And it's the whole Calgary Flames offense, which has been literally terrible the past like few weeks. They're on a six-game losing streak currently. They play tonight. And questions have been arising. What's going on with the Calgary Flames? They're, they won the Pacific Division last year. They look like they had, they had the same roster coming back this year, added some depth or whatever. They're second um, last right now in the Pacific. Yeah, it's it's not been good. They are second last in the Pacific. Thanks, Flager. And GM Brad Treveling said the coach, Bill Peters, is not going anywhere. So what does that mean? Are they just going to ride it out? Is there going to be a trade? Who knows what's going on in Calgary? Um, they've been shut out three of the last four games, which is <laughs> terrible. It's honestly brutal. <laughs> It's, it's not good in Calgary. I don't know what they're going to do. Like Thomas said, Goudreau has not been going this year. Monaghan got points, but he doesn't have goals. Lindholm's the only one actually scoring goals on that line. Mm-hmm. Kachuk's been good. But just, I don't know. They just can't score a few goals here and there. They have like literally the last four games I'm looking at here right now. Shutout, shutout. Two goals, four, and a 3-2 loss, and a shutout. So they have two goals in the last four games. Milan Lucci is helping right now. He is not. All right. So <laughs> time for an analyzation by Andrew Flager. Yeah. I so my, dive into my, analytics. My plunger this week is going to the Nashville Predators goaltending. And I don't know how they haven't won a plunger yet this year because they've been absolute dog shit. They played three games this past week. They went 0-3. They allowed 15 goals in those three games. That's five goals per game if you can't do the math. Pretty fucking shit. Uh, The Predators are currently on a six-game losing streak, and I believe that their goaltending is the reason why. In those six games, they have allowed 31 goals. That's just over five goals per game. Uh, Their combined goalie save percentage right now is .881 on the season. That's the league worst right now. That is is bad. Very, very bad. Very bad. Their goaltending has been a huge issue for this team all season. It's not like their team hasn't been going at all. Their offense is actually pretty decent. They average 3.5 goals per game, which is fourth best in the league. Their shots on goal differential right now is 104, which is third best in the league. So they're out shooting teams like crazy, but they're losing games because of their goaltending. A .881 save percentage is not good at all. You know what's pretty funny since we're talking about Pecorine and the, the Predators goaltending. Years ago, um, Matt Stajan, former Calgary Flame and Toronto Maple Leaf, came to my minor hockey team's training camp. And uh, we had like a little Q&A session with him. And I asked him, who do you think is the best goaltender in the NHL? Or, or the, not the best goaltender in the, in the NHL, hardest but the hardest goalie on. to score on. Yeah, yeah. Have I told this story before on this podcast? No, no you haven't. I'm just assuming you're going to say that. Um, anyways, I asked him if who he thinks is the hardest goalie to score on in the NHL. 
And at the time, like, Pecorino was still kind of new to the league. This was, like, yeah. probably, like, 12, 13 years ago, maybe, that I would ask him this question. And he told me Pecorino. I was mind-blown. I'm like, what? Like, Who's that? Completely <laughs> right. Yeah, basically, like, who that? I knew who he was, obviously, but I was, like, mind-blown. I thought he was going to say, like, Marc-Andre Fleury or, like, Carey Price or someone like that. Like, Price was in his prime back then. Anyways, he said Pecorino. I was really shocked. Uh, obviously, Pecorino had not been on Neither has UC Saros. Uh, so my plunger of the week is the Nashville Predators goaltending. And, yeah, that's, that's it. That's all I got to say. That's my little rant for the day. All, all reasonable picks. Both the Flames and the Predators are struggling horribly. Both have dropped six straight, as we've said already. I feel really bad for Matt Shane. I don't. Everywhere he goes, man. <laughs> Everywhere he goes, he just is on a shit team. Yeah, there's always a stretch of games where he can't catch a break. And he hasn't been good either. He really needs to step up. So I do not feel sorry. He's sliding Montreal. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Even John Tavares. The thing with the Shane was that he's like, yeah, like I was a Habs fan growing up, and then he still goes to Nashville. Like, why yeah. you always lying? <laughs> <laughs> the Tavares not getting a meeting... I honestly understand it because the pajama man, but uh, yeah, oh, the pajama man. Yeah. I like Tavares. <laughs> I have nothing against him. I didn't care that he left the Islanders to go to Toronto. That was his right. Don't care. Good player. Works hard. Grinds it out. I mean, the <laughs> Islanders as obviously Mr. Didn't Bob Wiener would say. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> Islanders don't need him because they've been doing just as good without him. Yeah, I know. They have it's been like, better. <laughs> Ever since yeah, Trotz, been man. Ever since Trotz. Trotz I'm in. telling you, Trotz is like a god. He's the best coach in the league by far. He like. is. <laughs> he is. He really I don't know is. how okay. they do it. Just a bit off topic for a second. I just want to talk about the Islanders. When they played the Pittsburgh Penguins in overtime, they are the most boringest team to watch three on three. They would just go in the zone, track it back, regroup, go in the mm-hmm. zone, track it back, regroup. And then they get that yeah. one shot, and then Nelson went down and scored. Like it's like, yeah. I, I don't want to watch this team, but they're so good. That's they the thing about done. the Islanders, yeah. man. Like they play such simple hockey, but they like, what's the word? They uh, like they uh, they perfect simple hockey so well, like, yeah. and all their systems are are just played so well that they beat everyone. Like it's pretty amazing. And I'm telling you, Harry Trotz. That's the reason why the Islanders are so good. Mm-hmm. They're on a massive run, so yeah. Holy. Uh, anyways, okay, let's get to. What you say? So, my what you say has to do with the former head coach of the Toronto Maple Leafs. I couldn't actually find the audio for this, but I'll explain it here right now. Uh, Mike Babcock earlier in the morning, when he got fired, the day of early in the morning, the press conference on uh, the morning skate, he was talking about how Dubis and. John Tavares were flying in from Toronto because John Tavares went to Toronto to get some medical attention. He obviously did. Went back to Arizona where they were playing the next night. And he said, I, I can't quote him on this word for word, but he said something like, yeah, I don't know why Dubas is coming down here. Maybe he's coming on a little vacation because the snow up there is really cold. Literally, little, little did he know, hours later, he would be fired. <laughs> what a troll. <laughs> so that wasn't the reason Dubas was coming over. It was the reason to fire your ass. So that's my what you say of the week. I actually did not hear that at all. That's the first time I'm hearing that, that story. Um, my what you say of the week goes to Kevin Hayes. 
just listen. You can tell that he's from Boston, Massachusetts with this quote here. How a boy Hazer get her done. Yeah, he needs to he needs to step up as well, you know, Kevin Hayes. Step up, please. But the Flyers have been winning. They have a lot of good forwards, man. I know they yeah, do. Yeah, they it's really like... do. And freaking Carter Hart is he's like Carter Hart. You know how terrible Voracek is though? Yeah, no. Yeah, you well, bench he's him old, last week. I man. saw it too. Dude, he's so bad. He had like seventy points last year and he has like one this year. It feels like Knackney's been pretty good though. Yeah, Konechny's been good. Giroud's been obviously good. Provorov, those are their big guns right now. Couturier's mm-hmm. been solid. Yep. Couturier too, yeah. All right, my what you say is the NHL Instagram hmm. account uh, asked some NHL players like Huberto, Borhorvat, Bohorvat, Lundqvist, hmm. Matthews. They said to name Disney princesses, and these guys could barely name one. And... And I just want to point this out before the clip plays. Horvat, in particular, is just embarrassing. Princess Fiona. <laughs> Shrek. <laughs> um, Honestly, like, you should have just, like... Come on, man. I don't know what he was thinking. Like, it's, it's a different, like, it's not even the same thing. Like, one's Disney. But One, the other one's DreamWorks. I know. Like Horvat, man, you're gonna need it. Like he just got married. I get that. You know, he's just getting into family life right now. But he needs to step up his Disney game. And Disney Plus just came out. Like that. Start watching some Disney princess movies. Yeah, honestly. Yeah, um, I was gonna funny. say Lundquist. Lundquist's answer had me dead too. He's like Diana. <laughs> <laughs> Even though she exists in real life. Even though she is real and dead. Yep. Oh god. I, I mean, they don't know. Pressure They're under the pressure. And he's like, "Yeah, I have two daughters at home." <laughs> it's even worse. Honestly, that uh, should have been your freaking what you say of the week. Yeah, it was pretty. You could have made both of those, man. I know. I know. Whatever. Okay, time to go to battle the buds. Battle of the buds. I don't think Flager wants to go to this again. I uh, fuck, man. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I just leave and you, you guys could take it away. Yeah, I don't. I'm not announcing my record. You guys could talk about it. Okay, I'll, I'll I'll announce your record. So Flager went one and two this week. How he went one and two? Well, one game he was just really mad. So so well, I wrote I wrote. I'm gonna say it again. I'm sorry, man, because that's just bad context. <laughs> I wrote. Okay, no, just the way you explained it was was it was confusing. I wrote Habs went zero and three since we last talked. Before that, they were on a heater. What the fuck? And then Joe wrote, hey, they only went 0-2-1. And then I wrote, that's still three losses. Yeah, still screwed you in the end. And the Panthers-Ducks game. Uh, <laughs> that was an upset, too. Panthers yeah. Are, they've been Panthers, looking good. Panthers came back in that one. Down you know, four goals again, and then they still lose. The thing with the Ducks is, I, I think I just... They're engraved in my mind as a shitty team, so I always try picking against them. But whenever I pick against them, <laughs> they always win. So I'm going to stop picking against them. <laughs> yeah, that's usually how it works in the hockey world right now. Uh, there's bad karma. Anyways, uh, Flager went 1-2. I went 2-1 and one in the week, and Joe also went 2-1. and one. We'll get to the picks for this week. Flager, you can start. And announce your record. Oh, I... Okay. 
if you well, say so. I'm nine and twelve right now. Uh, I'm I have a losing record. The only one of the last three with a losing record. Yeah. So this week, looking to turn things around. Tonight, the Dallas Stars are taking on the Chicago Blackhawks. I already mentioned this on earlier on in the episode. I'm going to be taking the Stars, who are on a freaking heater right now, looking to win seven straight against the Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, November 27th, the New York Islanders are heading out west. They're going to L.A., and they're taking on the Kings. I'm going with the Islanders on this one. The Islanders have been one of the best teams in the league this season, and the Kings have been not great, so I'm going to be going with the Islanders in that game. Then I'm going with the Bruins, who head to Ottawa on that same night, November 27th. Bruins are just a better team there, and that's why I'm going with them. They're also actually my... Um, 82 game challenge team and I yep. have not been doing well in that either the last week I went <laughs> I think they played three games this week the Bruins and I lost all three bets on those games which doesn't really make a difference because I was up so much anyways I mean it does make a difference but like I'm not like I'm not losing uh, units or anything like that. I'm still up, so that's good. All right, my record isn't much better e- either, but it's above 500. It's 11 and 10 right now, and my picks of the week are as followed: San Jose at LA on November 25th, the Maple Leafs in Detroit on November 27th, and then the Rangers go into Boston. I'm gonna pick the Boston Bruins in this one on November 29th. So my record, I went two and one last week, so that brings my record to 12 and nine, which leads the end-to-end crew. Rookie still getting it done. Uh, <laughs> I have the Wild at the Bruins tonight in Boston. I'm picking the Bruins. Um, and then on um, November 25th, the Islanders at the Ducks. I'm, I'm hot on the Islanders. I'm going to keep picking them. Every time I pick them, they basically won for me. So I'm going to pick the Islanders in Anaheim. And then the Jets at the Sharks on November 27th. And I have the Sharks winning at home. Let's run through our picks one more time. Okay. I have the Stars against the Blackhawks tonight, the Islanders beating the Kings on November 27th, and the Bruins beating the Senators on November 27th. Sharks over the Kings November 25th, Leafs over the Red Wings on November 27th, and the Rangers over the Bruins on November 29th. I have the Bruins beating the Wild tonight, I have the Islanders beating the Ducks on November 27th, and the Sharks beating the Jets on November 27th. The Islanders is the 25th, my bad. That that does it. Um, think if you want to go through other things, we can. But Jeff Carter played his 1,000th game. Yeah, we forgot to mention that. Yep, Flurry and Zubarask, like two save of the year candidates for oh. Oh, both amazing. Holy smokes! Especially, I think Rask was was better. I <laughs> think so that. too. It was on the other side agree. of the blocker. Like, yeah, that's got to hurt. His blocker hand, yeah. That has to hurt. He's probably got a bruise there now for sure. Yeah, yeah, but the other, the Marc-Andre Fleury one hurts as well. And it hurts because it got our coach fired. If anything, that was a blessing. <laughs> yeah. that, that save got our coach fired. <laughs> that save saved the Leaf season. Let's be real. Yeah, yeah it might have. It, it did. It did. It, it did <laughs> Thank you, Mark Andre. Thank you. Yeah, it was spectacular. Because even like end. the Rask one too, that was like a one timer, and he still like put his blocker in and blocked it. Yeah, yeah. those are two the, nasty saves. The flurry one, like it was Patan. I think it was Patan. He just backhanded yeah. it from like it was almost the boards. It yeah. was going in. Obviously, it was still a great save. But 
Yeah. If that's on the forehand of Patan, that's in. That's a goal, yeah. Or it's a right-handed shot, that's in. But yeah. big saves by Florian Ross. Yep. And they're two of the best goalies in the league, so they're definitely performing this year for their respective clubs. I think that pretty much wraps everything up. Your last words. Just dive right in. Uh, lots of content still. College football still going on. NFL, big week, week 12. A lot of teams are still looking to get into the playoffs, like the Rams. And even the Browns are trying to keep their season alive against the Dolphins, who have won two straight. So we'll see what happens there. Um, yeah, just check out our content there. We have some NHL content coming out soon as well. And just keep us on your tabs. Yeah, I'm going to have some NFL DFS stuff coming out uh, every week. Uh, actually, I missed one or two weeks this season. But every week we release... Um, DFS and betting guides for primetime games, so Sunday night football and Monday night football games. So that'll be out probably later today or tomorrow. Uh, so check that out. Uh, if you're into any other sports, though, other than hockey, don't just listen to us. We have other podcasts, other content coming out on our website, so check us out. Uh, and that's all I got. We talked a lot about today. Yeah, I, I mentioned a lot of the, stuff today. Yeah, I mentioned at the top we had a lot of stuff and we brought it to the table. Uh, I always end the podcast with the point leaders, the goal leaders, and the wins leaders, so I'll keep doing that. In first place, we have two people tied, and it's two teammates, Leon Dreisaitl and Connor McDavid, with 44 points apiece. That's just insane. Goal-scoring leader, David Pasternak, with 20 goals. That's also insane. And then in first place for wins, Jordan Bennington hops over five goaltenders from last week. He has 11 wins, tied with Flurry and Holtby. Uh, that pretty much wraps up episode 8 of season 2 and end 10. And we will be back next Saturday. We'll chat then. <laughs>